Pack yourself a toothbrush deep. Pack yourself a favorite blouse. And take a withdrawal slip. Take all of your savings out. Cause if we don't leave this town, we might never make it out. And I was not born around. Baby, come on. Yeah, we'll find the bread and say we were not born in sin. And leaving out all your pain, let your mother know it's safe. And by the time she wakes Good morning. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for joining me. We got a whole bunch of people saying morning in the chat. I love it. We got Josh. Alec, Norm, Troy, Confetti Bob. What up, Confetti Bob? Jack, Jake, Jill. Good to see you, Jill. Hope you had a great weekend. Kyle and Periscope, not Mr. Moon and Periscope. Facebook, where the hell are you? Good morning, says Gustavo. Paul Legere says, uh, go Red Sox. We got a Red Sox fan on Facebook. Can you tell I got some sun yesterday? I don't know. I got uh, three different screens on Facebook. Looks like you can't tell that I'm that red. On uh, Let's check the Periscope. No, Periscope's pretty good, too. YouTube, can you tell how red I am? No. I guess just my screen. Pretty red. Sat in the sun for three hours yesterday straight. Burnt up. My hair, because I dyed it, is now like this weird rust auburn tint. And the grays are like a weird blonde, so that's odd. Coffee today. I'm at the office, so right away I'll let you know that uh, I, I, I plan on starting these at 9 o'clock now. No more 8.30 because I'm going to do them in the office. I moved all the equipment to the office. I can't do them at the apartment anymore. It's an office show. And my plan is to start at 9 o'clock. I was late today. I got wrapped up in doing something incredibly dumb and then halfway through realized, why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. It's making me late for morning. So I stopped. The coffee at the office, we have like this um, espresso. And I wanted it cold, so I put ice. But like I made it through the regular Mr. Coffee coffee maker thing, espresso. And then ice. So it's very weird. So if your coffee company just sponsor the damn show already, I'll drink your coffee. It'll be delicious. It's ain't that bad, I guess, but it's espresso in a cup. It's like iced, whatever. Whatever. That was the Lumineers. Lumineers have been on the random list of artists to play for a long time, but I felt like they kept landing on a Friday. I didn't think it was a Friday song, more of a Monday slow vibe. Lumineers went pretty mainstream, but that doesn't mean that they're not really good. I like their songs a whole bunch. I think their second album was better than their first which is surprising. Not a lot of bands can do that. Houndmouth did that, but then Houndmouth fucking ruined it by changing everything. So anyway, welcome to the morning show. Little base, little bits, little bits, little bites of everything I'm interested in. History, geography, books, baseball. Going down some rabbit holes today. We got some uh, some interesting stuff. I guess. I guess. I think. I feel like I'm talking slow today all of a sudden. 
Uh, let's see what's going on today. On Monday, John Boy Media re-released a talking baseball with Neil Walker. Neil Walker was a ball of fun. Contagious laugh, a lot of energy, a really good conversation about his role in baseball, how baseball's changed, being a utility player, a lot of the old stuff, the the brawl with the Red Sox. Uh, we caught, We asked about if he knew that our nickname for him was Disco Neil. He did. He liked it. He said, call me whatever you want. So... Go check that out on Talking Baseball. Talking Sports, I was just listening to. They redrafted the third round of the draft. Not good. Fucking, that's, I, I read a text message that I got, and I responded not good to the text, but you guys aren't privy to that information. So it sounded like I said not good to the episode of Talking Sports, which I wasn't saying. It was interesting and fun, and I'm halfway through it. I listened to it on my way to work. Um... I got to respond to this text, though, because I got to be there for someone. Uh, so responding, giving support. Okay. Boom. We're back. John Boy and Jake TV is watching Baggage today. If you don't know what that is, it's a bummer. Go check it out. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And the graphics wrong. It says a watching baseball's out, but there's no watching basketball. I got to update these damn graphics that I put on the screen of the new episodes that come out each day. I also wanted to make a whole template, like I'm in the middle and there's like, you know, a red a red template with the logo and then the book and the player and YouTube videos have like places to pop up so it's not just me with random images on it, but I don't I don't know I don't know how to design it. If you watch any other live shows on YouTube and they have a cool template where they they place things and it looks all professional and done up, send it my way and we'll base it on there. Also, Send uh, title suggestions in on the YouTube comments because we're most likely will use whatever title suggestion we like the most. So help us. It's kind of should be our job. You could be like, that's your job. You you title your own videos, and I'd be like, yeah, you're right. That is our job. But if you want to have some fun, we'll use it. We'll use it. All right. The weather today. In Brownsville, Texas is 83 degrees and sunny. It was 7 a.m. when I took the weather screenshot. That's so hot. It's getting hot everywhere. If you remember the name Brownsville, it was last episode or last Friday. We did another Texas town, and I said I wanted to. We did Terlinqua, and I said I want to do Brownsville because it's like the very, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like the very bottom, for anyone just listening onto the podcast app, I did whoop, 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 because I had the wrong transition app. It was a visual reaction to the transition I just switched. Anyway, Brownsville, all the way down there on the border of uh, Texas and Mexico. And I was like, that's got to have some cool history. And I did a lot of reading on it. And so you're going to have to, I'm I'm asking you to uh, forgive my ignorance because it's like, a hotbed town and a lot of the politics that have been going on with the wall and the centers and for immigrants and all that shit, which I, I don't really um, get involved with. So we're not going to talk about that and talk about Civil War history. But I, a lot of people may be like, how do you not know Brownsville? It's always comes up in the news. I apologize uh, if that upsets you, but that's the reality. And, and to, to be to be really honest... I apologize, but I, I, it's a fake apology. I don't care if you're upset that I don't know Brownsville. Anyway, 
First off, I think I'm falling in love with border towns and border places. And obviously the river is the border here. But first thing I did was zoom in on the border. And it's the river with snakes, right? And then I was like, look at this neighborhood in Mexico that comes in the little inlet of the river or whatever you want to call it, just surrounded by the U.S. on all sides. Like this house, I've got some nice pools at the very tip. This house, what an odd place to live if you're this house. You know what I mean? If people are just listening and not looking, like it's the Rio Grande's right there, and they're at the very tip, and they're just fully surrounded by the U.S., but not really. Let's walk our little dude. Okay, there's a basket here. Is that the mailbox? First thing I see is a basket. Don't see baskets like that. Is that the mailbox? So this is the border. I wonder if shit goes, is this crazy or is this just normal? Got a garage, got two birds on the roof. Thumbing our way through the streets of, where was that tunnel? There's, oh, this guy. There he is. We found the homeowner. What's this basket? What are these baskets? That's how they get their mail? Baskets? They put packages in there? They're like big, uh, almost like the other one was like a disc golf basket, and this is just a big basket. Well, we got baskets. So these people have a balcony or a porch or whatever you want to call it, deck on the front, and they just look out at the river in America. That's kind of cool. I think I'm getting obsessed with border towns. I think that's what's happening here, and that's not Brownsville. That's, um, What's that city in Mexico? Ma Matamoros? No way I pronounced that right. Anyway, this this city, Brownsville, had the last battle of the Civil War, but some people say it doesn't count because it was post-war. Other people say no because they thought it was Civil War still. Battlefield National Historical Park, so maybe it happened somewhere around here. But it was called the... Battle of Palmito Ranch. And basically, everyone had surrendered in uh, the Civil War. Uh, you know, um, Lee surrendered to Grant at Appomattox. Appomattox uh, they surrendered all over. And they had been pretty civil in this area. Uh, I'm pointing at my computer screen because you guys can fucking see that at my finger. Uh, they had been pretty civil. They had, like, stopped fighting. But then... There was a troop there, and then there was another Union troop of all-black soldiers, and the Union troop, they say either he wanted a win, like he hadn't gotten a win, he hadn't seen battle, and the war was over, so he was hungry, or he wanted to steal all the cotton because this area in this part of Texas, in Brownsville, was used to smuggle cotton into Mexico, and then they would sell it to the Europeans because, you know, part of the reason the South really lost the war is because they went broke. The U.S. put a blockade up. You know, they blocked the river. They blocked all the ports. They had ports in California and shit. They blocked all goods. Um, and they they just cut the South off from the rest of the world with a with a naval blockade and then inside. So they couldn't trade and barter and the South ran out of money kind of. 
and you know the cotton's their biggest thing. So they used this port of Texas to smuggle cotton. So people in Mexico actually were like helping the Confederates because they were making money off the cotton smuggling. And there was a whole stash. So they think maybe this dude, Union dude, wanted the money or the fame or he just wanted to get into the battle. There's debated why he started it. But anyway, there was a skirmish here, a battle, and the Confederates actually won. They they killed like 30 people and took 100 and something Union soldiers prisoner. And then eventually they surrendered. But they say that's the last battle of the Civil War. And the last dude to die in the Civil War is a handsome motherfucker. Was. Last, last, I just, I went to Google this guy's name and I Googled last dude to die. That's not how you're going to. Last soldier to die. Civil War. His name was Johnston or John J. Williams. Look how handsome this dude is. Hold on. Let me make the picture bigger so you guys can see him. Oh, way too big. We're way too big. I need the little... I have a keyboard that I use, but now we have it in Studio One. Whoa, just got to... We have it, uh, the keyboard that I use in Studio One, and I don't want to buy a second one because they're expensive, and that way I can do all this configuring that I'm doing with my keyboard and not my mouse, which I hate, but uh, maybe I'll buy it. Once we get that damn coffee sponsorship, and I can put some money into this. All right, here we go. Look how handsome this dude is. Come on. Great eyebrows, great waft of hair, nice little mustache, just fantastic-looking gentleman, uh, last soldier to die in the Civil War, supposedly, if you count that skirmish. Do you have any other pictures of him? In this picture, he's got, like, whoa, super big. In this picture, he's got, like, flowers on his uh, on his. Suit jacket or or whatever you want to call that? That's interesting. Is that really Lincoln? It's not really Lincoln, right? That's not really Lincoln. Doesn't look like him. Doesn't look like him. Uh, What was this dude's name? It was John Jefferson Williams. So he died in Brownsville. Ooh, ooh, big, big yellow highlighted line on his Wikipedia was a Union soldier and private in Company B of the 34th Regiment Indiana Infantry. He was killed at the Battle of Palmetto Ranch, the last land battle of the Civil War, and is generally recognized as the last soldier killed in the American Civil War. Last land battle. Did they have other battles? Was there a last naval battle? See, here's the Wikipedia. Historians still debate why this engagement at Palmetto Ranch took place. Lee had surrendered. Oh, the other one that I forgot. So either he wanted the cotton or he wanted the fame and the glory. Others have suggested that he needed horses for the 300 unmounted cavalry in his brigade and decided to take them from his enemy. Either way, he lost. And they had already won the war. How embarrassing is that? Like, you've already won the war and now you're going to lose a battle? You already won the war. Don't even do the battle. But that is uh, Brownsville, Texas, way down there in the Gulf of Mexico. Looks pretty. Probably a really pretty area. Look at those waters. Brownsville. A lot of people live there. It's not a small town. I think it's like the 19th biggest town, 19th biggest city in Texas or something like that. 
maybe 29th. There was some number, but we're over it. And that's all I have to say about that. We are moving on to Colby Lewis, random baseball player of the day. Played for the Texas Rangers. Wow, a Texas-themed show. The Lumineers once played a concert in Texas. It's all coming together. Everything is Texas this episode. Texas forever. You and me, Street, live in large. Uh, Colby Lewis, fuck this guy because he shut down the Yankees in the 2010 playoffs. He actually has a lot of good playoff numbers. In 2010 and 2011, when the Rangers were in the World Series, back-to-back, Colby Lewis was awesome. He was, like, his playoff numbers are great. Let me see if I can pull him up from those two years. He's the, I think he was the first starting pitcher to get a win for the Rangers in the postseason. The first Ranger pitcher to win a postseason home game in franchise history, Colby Lewis. How about that? He had a crazy path, too, because he was a number he was a number one round pick for the Rangers. Um, he got called up when he was young. I'll put it on the screen here. His journey, I didn't really know his journey. It's kind of cool. So he got called up when he was young and um, when he was 22 years old. And not good. He started um, four games. He finished four games. He came out of the bullpen in 15. In 2003, at 23 years old, he started 26 games. He had a 7-3 ERA, but somehow had a winning record. He won 10 games and lost nine. But, you know, his, his stats are pretty bad. That was in 2003 with the Rangers at 23 years old. How do you do that? How do you win... He's got tons of run support. Run support in games. He averaged six runs. <laughs> he averaged his team averaged six runs of run support in 2003. So he was racking up wins. Back at a time when people still somewhat cared about wins. Like, let's see his worst games. He gave up seven earned runs in this game. Well, he didn't get a decision. Let's see. He gave up four runs in this game, got the win. Four runs in this game, got the win. Three, three. Gave up three in this one, got the win. So anyway, a couple good starts in here that he got wins. But I guess maybe more so in the no decisions, they bailed him out. Because he gave up seven runs here, his team won. He didn't get the decision. Five runs here, his team won. He didn't get the decision. So anyway, weird season. Then he bounces around. He didn't play. In his 25-year-old season, uh, he had injuries. Detroit picked him up. He made two starts for them. Then Oakland picked him up. He just pitched out of the bullpen for them. Uh, Then he went to Japan and pitched over there and did really, really well. He was like the number one pitcher in the league. He played for the Toyo Carps. He actually hit five home runs in Japan, and I couldn't find footage of it. I even went to Google Translate and searched Colby Lewis home run in uh, Japanese characters. I don't know what the official term is. I couldn't find any. So if you have photo, if you find a video of Colby Lewis hitting home runs in Japan in 2008 or 2009, send them our way. Everyone wants to see that. He hit five home runs. Big dude. Colby Lewis was a big dude. Anyway, uh, when he comes back to America, he comes back to the Rangers in 2010, he's awesome. And his playoff numbers in those years are really good. I'll zoom in and, and, and show you. So 
In 2010, in the this this starts the ALDS, five innings pitched, zero earned runs. Then versus the Yankees in the CS, 5.2, two earned runs, got the win. Next game, game six, motherfucker goes eight innings pitched, one earned runs. He's, he's like a Lance Lynn type where he kind of was. He had a lot of fastballs, not fast, like 90-mile-per-hour four-seam, 89-mile-per-hour two-seam, just picking spots. He did have a nice curve and slider. And then in uh, 2011... Six innings pitch, one earned run, 6.2, one earned run. So those two years for the Rangers, he was pretty good in the postseason. Pretty good. Big dude. I already took up biking. He would, like, bike 60 miles a day. He spent 10 grand on gear and shit. It's cool. Nickname Cobra. 6'4", 240. Colby Lewis. And then you go to his highlights, right, and it's nothing. It's just all comebackers. I'll show you because I was kind of – they're good and bad. Fix it, fix it, fix it. There we go. Here's a time where he got Carlos Correa, that jerk, hit him right in the head. Just takes the ball off the dome, and Odor catches it. Bam! Ah! Odor catches it in shallow center for the out. Just your classic 1-4 put out. Lewis is like, oh, I'm good. Like, no, dude, you got hit in the head, though. He's like, yeah, but I'm good. Nothing. Eh, it didn't hurt. Trainers come out. I believe he stayed in. Here's a replay of it. Pretty scary. Ooh, the hill. Jeez. So then another highlight when you Google is, is uh, him getting hit with a comebacker against uh, Miami. Justin Bohr, bam. He protects his head in this one. Protects himself a little better. This was actually first. Got to be got to be over it. God damn it. Trainer comes out again. Just induced a lot of balls right back up the middle. Show us a replay. Here we go. Ah, 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 ah. But also made some good plays on comebackers. Check out this one. This is a dazzler. Glove flip, backwards glove flip for the out. Big dude busting off the mound, making the play. Love it. For anyone that isn't watching, it's a little swinging, or it's an actual bunt to the, the first base side, and he just backhand gloves it to first. Another cool play is the old behind-the-back snag. Look what I found. Comebacker. The comebacker king. Well, I don't know if you can say king because he got hit in the head a lot. Hit in the head once, hit in the, the arm once. And then the other fun storyline here is that he got really mad when Colby Rasmus, Rasmus bunted on him in a game. He's losing the game 2 nothing. There's two outs, and Rasmus – and, you know, they're not talking about it enough, but clearly it's a pitcher named Colby and a batter named Colby. And when, you know – just naturally, it's going to be like, hey, that's my fucking name. I'm I'm King Colby. And Rasmus is like, I already got a hit off you. Now I'm just going to bunt. Bunts. Colby Lewis, we know he can field his position, but Rasmus was pretty fast back in the day. And then you can read his lips here. Wait for it. He goes, swing the bat. Swing the bat. Just mad at him for not swinging the bat. So old school. 
So old school. It's a really, actually, it's a weird mentality. You know, I get, I get why pitchers are like, fuck, man. That sucks. You know, in the moment, a pitcher's going to be like, that's cheap. Just because a competitor on the mound, you're not going to think rationally like, that's allowed. It's going to irk you. But his quotes on this were really weird. He, uh, really weird quotes on this. Let me, I have it, have it somewhere. Like, whoa, what the hell's going on? He said, and I quote, I felt like you have a situation where there's two outs. You're up two runs. You have gotten a hit earlier in the game off me. We are playing the shift. And he laid down a bunt basically simply for average. He didn't even steal within the first two pitches to put himself in scoring position. So that tells me he is solely looking out for himself and looking out for batting average. And I didn't appreciate it. Really weird mindset. Really weird mindset from Colby Lewis because couldn't he couldn't you also say he's trying to get on base to help his team? I get he didn't I get he didn't run, get himself into scoring position, but it's still passing the baton and a man on base and traffic. This is a really I feel like Colby Lewis was mad in the moment cuz it's like, "Fuck, dude, quit bunting on me." Totally understand that. But then they asked him to give a reason and he gave this and it's like, this doesn't make sense, man. He's trying to get on base and pass the baton so the next dude can hit him in. He's fast. He can score from first if he wants to. He doesn't need to steal. Weird weird mindset from uh, Colby Lewis. But Colby Lewis is cool that his career didn't start off hot. He found himself in, uh, in Japan, comes back, and then not only is good, he's dominant in the postseason. So that's a cool kind of career arc for him. And he rides his bike 60 miles every day. So that is Colby Lewis. And that's all I have to say about that. We're moving on to the book portion of the show. Everyone's favorite, most people's least favorite. I I have no idea. We haven't polled the viewing audience and asked you guys best or worst. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Ah. Took a sip of my coffee. I'm doing Sure Signs again by Ted Kuzer. Poetry. Everyone's favorite. Little Bites. Little Bites. I think I'm going to start putting links to these books in the description on the YouTube if anyone's, like, interested in buying them. And also, you can do affiliate links. So if you hear about it here, that's a way you can support the morning show. Which, until we get this damn coffee sponsor, (laughs) doesn't make any money. But it's fun, and we enjoy it. And it's a good way to start the show. Good way to start the day because it gets me in a mood. So I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a page number. I think last time we did this book, and this will tell you how stupid my memory is. I'm pretty sure last time we did this book, Jill gave us page 72, and we read that one, and it was about the the nautical anchor in in Kansas, I believe. Is there is there a podcast with a movie segment? Uh, we can do movies if we want at some point. I can add movies, maybe Friday movie. I don't know. Oh, Troy Pike got early. Oh, well, Abe beat Troy, 24. Okay, page number 24. And 
We didn't do 72 last time, so my memory was wrong. I blew it. We did 78. Uh, um, what page did Abe say? 24. Anything good on page 24? 24, 24. If it's too long, we're going to skip to a different one. The shortest, closest one. Nope. Oh, wow. It's scary. I'm going to break the spine of this book. Hasn't been broken yet. Oh, wow. We did it. Broke it. Now it's going to be floppy on me, but I like that way better. This is called The Skeleton in the Closet. Yeah, it's a, it's a Texas theme because... Um, Ted Kuzer has definitely thought about Texas before. So we're staying on the Texas theme there. You know, we had the Lumineers who have played a show in Texas. We had Brownsville, Texas. Colby Lewis played for Texas. And Ted Kuzer has surely thought about Texas. I can guarantee you that. And this is called The Skeleton in the Closet. Should I read it like it's going to be spooky? Ted Kuzer doesn't really do spooky stuff. These bones once held together on the strength of rumor. The jaws which bit down hard on the truth were stuffed at last with a velvet glove. Now all that foolishness is dust and mothballs and the eyes of children darkening the keyhole. There's nothing to see in here but two boots full of golden teeth and a fancy riding cape with shoulder pads. Say what? What? These bones were held together on the strength of a rumor. Okay. The jaws which bit down hard on the truth were stuffed at last with a velvet glove. Now all that foolishness is dust and the moth Now, all that foolishness is dust and mothballs and the eyes of children darkening a keyhole. So kids are looking into the doorknob trying to see what's in the closet, but they can't because it's locked and it's nothing but dust and mothballs in there. And the kids are darkening the keyhole by trying to look in. There's nothing to see in here but two boots full of golden teeth, a fancy riding cape with shoulder pads. What's he talking about? Do, 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 do. Don't know. Don't know what he's talking about. There's nothing to see in here but two boots full of golden teeth, a fancy riding cape with shoulder pads. You know what I'm going to make up in my own head? I'm going to make up that he's talking about um, uh, a woman... <laughs> A woman who did roller derby, right? She was like a, a the one of the best roller derby con- skaters in the league, and she hung up her boots with golden teeth. They had they had gold wheels on them, and she had uh, a fancy riding cape that was part of her costume in the roller derby she did, and shoulder pads because she wore shoulder pads while she did roller derby, and it's. Uh, it's in her past, and she doesn't want her kids to know that she was like King Kelsey, the roller derby queen, and, um, you know, that's it. So, boom, we figured it out. 
probably not what it's about, but that's what I say it's about. So Ted Kuzer would say, yeah, it's about, you know, it's open to interpretation. You can think it's about whatever you want, but it's definitely not fucking roller derby. And I'll say, hey, Ted, let me live my own life. So that's that. We figured it. We cracked the case there. Um, it's about a mom who was big roller derby star, embarrassed of her past, doesn't want her kids to find all her old roller derby gear because then they'll go find the YouTube videos of her just laying chicks out, just doing dirty stuff on the roller derby thing. Jonathan in Periscope says roller derby has shoulder pads. Jonathan, don't ask about people's skeletons. Yeah, uh, King Kelsey, the roller derby queen, wore shoulder pads. It was part of her stick. Shtick, um, because she didn't want to hurt her shoulders. So, okay, cool. Good poem about roller derby, Ted Kuzer. And that's all I have to say about that. What's going on? Do we do a little post show? 941? Morning, said Damon Santore. Um, I haven't looked at the Facebook comments. And that's not them. Where are you? Where are you? Uh, do, 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 do. Morning, man. Love your stuff. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. Bring back baseball. Wish I could. Is there a way to send stars? No idea what that means, but send them away. Um, James Franco doppelganger. That's incredibly kind and a lie, but thank you. Red face is crushing it. Dyed hair also crushing it. Anything else? Abe, reminding people to forget, submit title suggestions if you want. Yeah. SPF yesterday. No. Yeah, I filmed, uh, you know what? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it or not. I filmed something yesterday, and I didn't know how long it was going to be, and I didn't know what the setting would be, and it was um, three hours long and sitting in the sun and talking. So I got, got fried, man. Got fried. I was zapped all my energy. Drove up from the shore to the city last night. Found a parking spot right in front of my apartment. Huge. Love it. And uh, no sunscreen. Because I, I thought I'd be sitting like inside or in the shade or somewhere. I didn't have it with me. Uh, morning from Mexico. Good morning, Ramon. Cole versus DeGrom. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, someone said, how are you doing? Asked Mr. O. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I got, I'm trying to get some breakdowns done today. Try to figure out. We got, we got, uh, we got a lot going on in our brains over here in case they come out and say there's no baseball season. We kind of have a plan that we want to do if there's no season and we need to prep for it as much as we possibly can. But the moment they say, yeah, we're going to do the 50-game season, all that planning and prepping goes out the window. But in case they say no season, we need to do it. So my brain has been just like grinding uh, gears, nonstop uh, planning and, and prepping for something that may never happen. May never happen. 
Someone said 16 or 60 miles. Colby Lewis would bike like 30 miles, and then sometimes he would bike 60 miles. That's what he would do. Uh, I'm sure you've talked about it, but how do you feel about NLDH? DH should be everywhere. It opens up more jobs. No one wants to see the eighth in, the eighth batter get walked so the pitcher can get struck in out when there's guy in scoring position. It's just boring, man. If we're trying to promote the sport and get new people to watch it, that's like no one wants to see like, hey, dad, why are they walking this batter? Oh, because there's a runner in scoring position and the pitcher is up next and the pitcher will most likely strike out. So it's basically two at-bats where there's zero competition in a row. No one wants to watch that. I get that there's strategy, and I, I think that by expanding the benches and by expanding the benches and mandating that there be four guys on the bench instead of three, we'll get some more strategy, some more pinch running, pinch hitting. But um, no one wants to watch two at-bats that are non-competitive in a row. Not into it. Giggle Pigs, Tickle Blaster, <laughs> said, Check out Stumptown Coffee from Portland. If they don't send you some for free... Buy it with this. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate it. I think we do have some coffee companies that are interested in sponsoring this show. Um, thanks to you guys. The views have been, like, real. Like, across Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube, it, it, it's it been racking up to something worthwhile to definitely keep doing and, and sell to advertisers and stuff. So we're figuring that out. For now, it's just fun. Ooh. All right. I think I'm going to go... This room that I'm in, we're trying to hang a big backdrop behind me because it's kind of messy in here. But you guys should see Studio One. It's so damn clean. Uh, you'll probably see it on, like, we're doing, like, a <clears throat> weekly behind-the-scenes vlog series. So you can see last week, today, it's on YouTube. It's just, you know, a little behind-the-scenes every day and all that. Cool. All right, I'm out. Here's uh, Lumineers. I got to lower the volume so I don't blow all of our eardrums out again. That was Brutal. I'll see you guys around. See you tomorrow. Hopefully 9 o'clock. I start on time. Hopefully I'm not a little late. Uh, if you have suggestions for towns, players, books. Kind of hard to talk about a book I haven't read. Movies. Maybe we can start doing movies on Friday if people want to do that. Send them to at morning by John Boy on Instagram or Twitter. Producer Luke runs those. Go follow those. If you send it to me, I'm probably going to miss it amongst everything. Um, so we had some suggestions by Zach Gaines. So I'll shout you out, and uh, we'll do your suggestions. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Abe, for moderating the chat. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. See you later. And by the time she wakes, we'll have driven through the state. We'll have driven through the night. Baby, come on.